The proverb for today is Proverbs 10, verse 22, English Standard Version. The blessings of the Lord makes rich, and he adds to it no sorrow. Glory, hallelujah. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ, and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. And family, I am glad to be here with you this Saturday morning. Oh yes, Sabado. It's a fantabulous day. It's excellent to be in the Lord's presence. Well, we're always in the Lord's presence, but it's excellent to be able to recognize that you are in the Lord's presence knowing that God is with us, never to leave us nor forsake us. He is everywhere, right? He is omnipresent. So there's nowhere we can go that He is not there. So it's a blessing to be aware of that, to be aware of His presence, knowing that He's here with us. Today, family, our reading, our scripture reading will be from Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 9 from the English Standard Version. And what we're going to do today, family, is basically we're going to talk. Let us talk about what? About what's next. Yes, our Father, our God, has allowed us the opportunity to think about not only today, but about tomorrow, knowing that our mission, of course, is to seek ye first the kingdom of God. So as we think about seeking his kingdom, we think about what's next. Lord God, our Father, let us reflect on this morning a little bit as we go into this conversation. Take a few minutes, I would say, to, to look back, look back on your, on your life and, and how you have ended up doing what you are doing right now. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and help you to see and discover a clearer sense of how God made you and and what he wants you to do and what he wants to do with your life. Now I know these questions, I'm going to ask you a few questions, right? And these questions, they've been asked to me before, you know, years ago and and you've probably heard them before. So if you've been around as long as I've been around or, or if you're young and haven't heard them before, no matter where you find yourself, allow these questions to just marinate in your mind and your heart knowing that you're hearing him now for a particular reason you're not here by accident you're not here by coincidence the divine appointment so as we think about these questions think about that do you know your divine purpose have you discovered what God placed inside you to share with others if so what is that purpose what gives you the most joy in life? When do you feel most alive, excited, and eager to serve? How have you found this personal passion to be related to God's purpose in your life? In addition to your passions, pursuits, and personality, God will often use your experiences to reinforce your purpose and equip you for future service. What experiences in your life has God used to shape your purpose for his kingdom? Glory, hallelujah. And like I said, I, I, I asked myself these questions. And when I was asked these questions, I, I, I said, is this really biblical? Does, 
Does God really have a purpose for us, each and every one of us? Is God's purpose to have a purpose for us? And I, as I thought about it, the scripture that came to mind was Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And it reads, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God before ordained that we should walk in them. So God prepared beforehand a plan and a purpose for us. And yes, so yes, it is scripture. So as I continue, think about this. When have you endured? It could be for a season, a day, or just a moment, a disappointment, a frustrating conflict, or, or devastating loss, only to see God use it later to help you serve others. How has he redeemed your pain for his purposes? Glory, hallelujah. And the scripture that came to mind here is one that Pastor Sean gave to me, those of you who know Pastor Sean. He said, don't concentrate on 2020 vision about your pain and your, concentrate on 5020 vision. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Glory, hallelujah. We all, family, we all want that sense of significance found in achieving something bigger than just monetary or material success. Because we are eternal spiritual beings, we yearn to create an eternal spiritual legacy. Knowing your purpose is second only to knowing Christ as your savior. When you know what you are made for, you can take your eyes off yourself and focus on serving others as God has wired you to do. Your problems seem smaller when your purpose is bigger. Glory, hallelujah. Let me read to you this small story that really blessed my heart. Beginnings are exciting. They are the starting points of a brand new life. Each new step has challenges and opportunities of its own. But the first step really takes a lot of faith. Remember the first time you drove a car, went on your first date, started college, took a job, got engaged, held your first child? Each new step is an adventure. It requires taking a risk. It is a step of faith, an act of trust by which we commit ourselves to someone or something. Faith is simply belief in the object of our trust. Faith is so important that it is mentioned over 300 times in the Bible. The first reference to believing in God is found in the story of Abram. The scripture says, Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. This particular step family of faith is so important that the above statement is repeated three more times in the New Testament. In the book of Romans, Galatians, and the book of James. The power of our faith rests in the object of our faith. At the foundation of all love is a belief in the object that is loved. If I do not believe in a person, I cannot love him. The same is true in our relationship with God. Without faith, it is impossible for us to know him or love him. Faith is the starting point in our spiritual journey. 
We must begin with God, believing that He exists, believing that He cares, and believing that His love is real. For Abram, the starting point came basically 4,000 years ago in a burgeoning metropolis near the Persian Gulf. At that time, he was wealthy, successful, and prosperous. The last thing he needed to do was to abandon everything and follow God. That's where the promise comes in. The Bible expresses it like this. The Lord has said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. God asked Abraham to leave everything that was dear and near to him to go to a land he would show him. Abraham had no idea where that land was. He only knew that God had promised to bless him and to make him into a great nation. However, there was a problem with all this. His name, his name Abram, means great father. But he didn't have any children, so his name became a constant source of frustration to him. We can imagine every time he met someone, hey, hi, what's your name? Great father. Really? How many kids do you have? None. His name didn't fit his circumstances. That was a real problem in Abram's culture because names were given based on their meaning and significance. God knew this and he promised to make Abram into a great nation. It was God's way of personalizing his promise. His promise would dramatically change Abram's life. Glory, hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 9. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And if you, all the family, in you, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told them, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the Oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed till going to Negeb. Glory, hallelujah. What's next, family? What is God setting up? Or what has God already set up in your life for you to walk in and live out? What's next, family? What trial or tribulation have you gone through that God will use for the plan and purpose that he has positioned for your life? 
what's next family think about what we're going to do in the new year the the scriptures that we're going to read the Lord has laid it on my heart and confirmed it that we will be going through the Bible the entire Bible next year glory hallelujah with some commentary the Lord is leading and guiding us not only one year but the next year and the next year after what's next in your walk in your journey in the life that the Lord God has prepared for you you're not here by coincidence you're here by divine appointment if the Lord God has awakened you this morning on this side of eternity he still has a work for you to do what's next family what will you set out to do lay before the Lord if marriages is a burden to you if the Lord has laid that on your heart if single ministry is a burden to you, if he has laid that on your heart, if ministry of prisons or hospitals or orphans, if he has laid that on your heart, if he has laid things to do on your job that you're already working at on your heart, whatever it is, make sure the Lord has laid it on your heart so that you are walking out the plan and the purpose that you have been created for. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now, Lord God, asking that you open up our minds and our heart. Holy Spirit, come, yield. We yield to you, Holy Spirit. We allow you to have your way. Let your plan and your purpose, let it be infused in our minds and our hearts, even as the burning bush was infused in the mind and the heart of Moses. Speak to us, Father God. In the name of Jesus, let your will and your way be done. Let us not forsake your plan and your purpose. Let us not quench your Holy Spirit. Let us come into the plan and the purpose that you have for us. We love you today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. And my friend, if you do not know this Lord, this God we're talking about, confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Believe in your heart that God raised them to pay the penalty, the price for your sin and you shall be saved. Let us walk with you. This journey was not made to be walked alone. We are family, one with God, our Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We love you, family. Indeed, we do. We look forward to seeing you here again on tomorrow. Grace and peace, and stay blessed, family. Hallelujah.